Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. My turn. DIY Money. <laughs> All right, welcome back, friends. We are uh, deviating a little bit only because we have run through a lot of the COVID-19 questions. Keep them coming, though. I know there's a lot going on and a lot of questions out there. I tend to be getting a lot of text messages, emails from friends, Facebook private messages. So I know a lot of people have these questions. Please do send them our way because if you are asking a question or thinking about a question, I'm sure others have it as well. And you get an opportunity to get $25 Amazon gift card. So please do send us a current event question. We're again running through those pretty quickly. So we're going to go into the queue and we've got one today regarding an investment vehicle. I think it's a good question. Um, it's a pretty straightforward answer that we'll have for Matt, but nonetheless, it will give you some tools as you pursue your own wealth development process, as Daniel would say, the process of wealth development. All right, uh, question comes from Matt, Mississippi. Matt, what do you got? DIY! Hey, this is Matt from Mississippi. I recently opened up a Roth IRA with Vanguard, and I was wondering if there's any advantage or disadvantages from having the ETF VTI versus the mutual fund VTSAX. Love the show. Thanks. Okay, so there you go, Daniel. It's a pretty simple question, but I think we can expand on it. We can help some others. What do you have? Uh, what do you have for Matt in regards to this uh, VTI versus VTSAX? Well, as far as Vanguard goes, and we can't give specific investment recommendations, so this is not a recommendation to buy the Vanguard Total Stock Index Fund. But, you know, index funds in general are pretty good for investors who want a dollar cost average, broadly speaking. Between these two particular funds, there doesn't appear to be, at least on the surface, a lot of difference between the two. It's a very nominal difference in fee that over the long run is not going to add up uh, significantly in as far as your investment returns go. Uh, as far as I know, Vanguard does not allow fractional share trading on ETFs, so that's one thing to consider. If you are contributing small dollar amounts, contributing them to the mutual fund is going to allow you to put that entire amount to work because mutual funds can be bought in dollar amounts, not in share amounts. So that's one thing to consider there as well. Uh, if you choose to do a taxable investment account, typically, not always, but typically the um, standard cost basis tracking method for mutual funds is average cost basis, which means that if you put money in every month, they're just going to continue to average out that cost basis that you paid. And when you sell it, you'll get the average of all of those cost uh, DCA transactions, other cost averaging transactions that you did. On the contrary, when you buy ETF, they look at each particular share that you have. Uh, and when you sell, it's typically defaulted to first in, first out, which means the very first share that you bought is going to be the first share that you sell unless you tell them otherwise, which means that all other things being similar, if you're investing in a taxable account and you uh, buy something today, continue to buy that every month, and five years later you go to sell some, you will probably pay slightly more tax with the ETF on that sale versus the mutual fund. Uh, just a small reporting difference. In the long run, it's going to basically even out. However, it's one thing to keep in mind. But 
If you're looking at both of those, I would say for me, uh, if I was trying to make a decision between the two, I would say, do I want to buy in shares and do I want to buy in dollars? That'd be my short answer. Okay. Um, I think, and you referred to it, so maybe our uh, Matt, our question, I, I don't recall if he actually said the ETF versus the mutual fund, but I want to clarify because I know that in his subject line, he basically spelled out the ticker symbols of either VTI versus VTSAX. What he is referring to is the ETF, which is an acronym for the Exchange Traded Fund, versus the VTSAX, which is a mutual fund. Now, uh, to, to give you a little history there, mutual funds were around really for almost 100 years. They actually started as trusts. Uh, I'll spare you all the details there, but nonetheless, it was a way for people to buy uh, diversified groups of stocks for smaller dollar amounts. So splitting of stocks where stocks uh, became sort of easier to buy as they split in price is a relatively new concept. Believe it or not, a lot of stocks now are going away from that. Uh, you can look at like an Amazon trading around $2,200 a share. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway basically never having split. Uh, to my knowledge, the most expensive individual stock out there of around $300,000 a share or so. Uh, but nonetheless, prior to uh, the splitting craze of the 70s and 80s, stocks didn't split. They were always known to be trading in the multiple hundreds of dollars. And in order to have a diversified basket of stocks, you had to have a lot of money. Well, uh, Massachusetts Financial Services, MFS, I think I just said that right, uh, came out with the first trust, and I guess I am giving the history, whatever, uh, came out with the first trust, basically put all the uh, major stocks in a basket and allowed you to buy into that trust. Thus began the mutual fund revolution. Mutual fund is a way of owning a basket of stocks, and what he is referring to, Matt, in this question is the total stock market. So literally all stocks in the total stock market. Very diversified, covering all of the sectors and all of the publicly traded stocks. Uh, very, very good investment as far as the long term, as far as the efficiency, you know, correlating to the overall market, yada, yada. Okay, that is the mutual fund. Well, several years ago, like 20 years ago, believe it or not, people said, you know what? One of the things I don't like about the mutual fund is that I have to wait till the end of the day for my buy or sell order to go in. What? What do you mean by that? Well, literally, when you buy a mutual fund, you might think that you are putting the money in at 10 a.m. on a Monday. You're not. You're getting the closing price of that mutual fund or that market or that index or whatever happens to be that mutual fund that is tied to at the end of the day. So they decided, hey, this is Wall Street's world. They go, well, let's just create a new product for this type of demand that says maybe people want to trade these mutual funds during the day. They created what's called an exchange-traded fund. Obviously, the acronym ETF, it's pretty self-explanatory. It is theoretically a mutual fund, but it trades on an exchange. Okay, that's the difference in the two. Some nuances, as Daniel explained, most of the time, and this is becoming a little bit different, uh, it's starting to evolve to where you can buy fractional shares. I think that'll be a positive thing, but most of the time, and in case in point, when you go to a Vanguard, you're not going to be able to, if let's say you had $200 and you wanted to invest it all into the Vanguard total index fund, it's trading right now at $138 a share. So you wouldn't be able to buy 
for shares in order to invest your $200. You would have to buy one share. That's it, which means your $62, the difference between 200 and the 138, would be sitting in cash. That's not very efficient when you're trying to invest increments uh, of, let's say, less uh, on, a, on a, let's say, every couple of week basis or in every week or in every month or whatever the case is. So to answer your question, Matt, if, in fact, you're putting in smaller dollar amounts over time incrementally, I would suggest using the mutual fund. Over time, whether you buy it at 10 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to be irrelevant. It's not going to make a big difference over the long term. There is a slight, and albeit slight, like 0.03 versus 0.02 percentage difference in the internal fee. So it is really, really uh, irrelevant as well. 0.001 over the very long, long term is not going to make that big a difference in regards to your overall investment strategy. Ultimately, though, it also comes down to, I think, the tax ramifications. And I think that that is a big thing because a lot of times um, it's very difficult, as Daniel said, to track your cost basis over the time if you were talking about a taxable account inside of a mutual fund. They'll do it for you most of the time as opposed to the uh, the ETF. It's just like buying an individual stock. You get it at that price, et cetera. Both of which can be reinvested, see dividends reinvested, et cetera, which would uh, ultimately lower your basis over the time because you'll be continuously buying shares um, with additional monies that you're getting from dividends at interest, et cetera. So, uh, hopefully that answers your question. What are we talking about again? The other thing I would say is as follows. I'm glad that you, you picked an index. I think that is critical. If, in fact, you ever want to check what your funds are charging you, and the reason we were able to say the 0.02 versus the 0.03, you can go to something like a Morningstar.com or you can go to Vanguard, even Vanguard.com, and look at the fund facts, F-A-C-T-S, the fund facts, and you will be able to see what the internal fee is that you are being charged to own that investment. That is also a good place to sort of put in your, you know, into your Rolodex, if you will, to be looking at internal fees of funds. I get this a lot. People come in and say, hey, would you just look at my portfolio? Give me a, give me a glance of what, I what I'm in, et cetera. One of the first things I do is I look and I say, well, my goodness, do you know that you're paying 1.5 or whatever to own this mutual fund? They have no idea. They have no clue. And all they have to do is look on a Morningstar.com in order to see that. So that is something, again, you can just stick into your Rolodex. That's really all I got. I, I wanted to bring this question out. It's a very simple question, but I wanted to sort of go through the gamut of various things to consider and look at, et cetera, uh, when you're investing and when you're considering funds, mutual funds, ETFs, et cetera. Daniel, anything else I missed or anything else you want to add to that? No, I think that covers it. In the interest of the country, I think it's time to wrap it up. All right, all Matt did was send us a question via his smartphone. I said that on the podcast. My kids were like, Dad, it's via, via, whatever. Via is something I drink when I don't have Starbucks on the road, right? Anyways, um, ultimately, he sent us a question through his iPhone or Android, whatever, to our email, podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. We used the question on the show, therefore, Matt will receive a $25 Amazon gift card. So there you go. That's how you participate in the show. Please do send us questions. We will put them in the queue. We will move to the top of the queue those questions that are related to the current events of what's going on today regarding COVID-19. So keep that in mind. 
As always, friends, the secret to success is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.